In this week's SME feature, we speak to former Miss SA Bogang Munjane about her entrepreneurial journey. Bogang, take us through your business journey. Where did it all begin? Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, the first company I opened up, it was Bokang Legacy, and I was still in varsity. You know, even then, while I was still studying, I still felt like I want to be, you know, I want to be a boss lady. I want to own my own country. I want to employ, I mean, my own company. I want to employ people. So, um, I mean, it started then. That's when I opened the company in 2008. I think I was still doing, you know, my final year in varsity and yeah and that's how it started and ever since then obviously i have like now i'm running four organizations which is fantastic such a blessing and yeah it's been fantastic and what are the current offerings right now i know you have the hair business Mm -hmm. side of things what else is available um, I mean, Bokang Legacy. Bokang Legacy, what it does, uh, that's the first company. Um, I do seminars for women. It's called the I Am Woman Seminar. So we do them quarterly in Gauteng and in Limpopo. And basically, we focus on you being a woman, that, you know, you're allowed to be feminine. You know, you don't need to be tough and take on, you know, uh, male ways of doing things to, to be, you know, to be respected. And so there we get motivational speakers, other entrepreneurs to come through and speak to these women and then again we also focus on the fun stuff that women really don't get time to do anymore which is you know we focus on hair we focus on makeup why because we're saying it's okay for you to be strong to be tough in the business industry or whatever whichever industry you're in but also still take care of yourself and pamper yourself because you are a woman and then also it's the hair business the hair business it's called bakang's hair so that falls under Bakang Legacy as well. And the reason why I started that is that the hair industry in our own country is owned mostly by Chinese and Nigerian. And I keep saying, why? Why, 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 why? Why can't we take hold of this industry? And, and you know, we start selling the hair to each other. Why? And, and so I realized that there's still a little gap in the market. And then I thought to myself, why not? And people sometimes usually, you know, um, they want a brand they can relate to. So if I'm coming as a former in South Africa, I'm Bokang. I've been wearing weaves for a very long time, you know. <laughs> and so it's, 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 I feel like it just went hand in hand with everything that, you know, I stand for. And then I have SB Powerhouse, which I own with my partner. And that's an events company as well. And we do a lot of events. And, and then there's Pazda TVF. And um, that's a production house. So I do production for SAB. See, I hope I can say that. I think you guys. <laughs> yes, you're more I than I think welcome. you guys are. <laughs> so, yes, I do uh, productions for, for SABC. One of them is Aziwa, which is very popular. And it's been great. It's been fantastic because, um, you know, the, the response you get from people when they love your show. You know, for me, it's more, it's more than just entertaining. But it's also making people's dreams come true. Because mm-hmm. we get these young people who just want to be presenters, they want to be on TV. And I feel like I'm part of the journey of giving them that kind of an opportunity so I feel great about that and of mm-hmm. course the last one is Pakam Munjani Foundation which for me is the most important out of all the the, the, the organizations I run because it's just the closest to my heart and um, what I do with my foundation I have what we call the Dare to Dream campaign so the Dare to Dream campaign we go to schools we speak to young people you know first I get young inspirational people to come through to tell their stories because young people just want to know guess what Bokam Munjani is just an ordinary girl from Limpopo and she became Miss South Africa my goodness so can I I can be anything I want to be in the world 
So it's just giving us, the public figures, an opportunity to tell our stories, you know, because kids want to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And then aside from that, then, you know, I have amazing partners, Bo, Love Live, NYDA, people who just feel like we want to come on board and be a part of this great initiative. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically going to schools and touching lives. And then we have the Bokang uh, Munjani Foundation camp as well, where by the end of the year, we take girls away and it's just that focusing on teenage pregnancy as well you know sex education career guidance and yeah so those are some of the stuff i do it's a big bag it is but i'm loving it Mm -hmm. i think in each and every single uh company i'm doing i'm doing what i love you know so it's not really exhausting or tiring of course there's always challenges but it's just one of those things of you know wake up with with an oomph Mm -hmm. because hey i'm doing what i love and it feels good now, you mentioned the inspirational side of what you get mm. from all the projects that you do. And it's it's lovely to see somebody who actually has a whole lot of projects that they have their hands in. What do you make of the current SME space in South Africa? The current? SME space in South Africa. Is it an entrepreneurial space that we need to still be encouraging mm-hmm. as opposed to teaching our young to go to school to become a doctor as opposed to become a doctor with your own practice? You know, for me, I feel the biggest gap when it comes to our education system even in varsity is that you go to school and you are you study whatever it is you're studying but you're not taught how to run your own company you know i mean now i'm a mom and i look at you know somebody who's a simple pediatrician i take my child there all the time you, you go to university and that's where you study, but nobody teaches you how to run your own practice. You're not taught that in university. And for me, it's such a big problem. When I did PR at the University of Johannesburg, nobody said, Bokang, uh, this is actually how you can run your own PR company. And for me, I feel there's still a huge gap. I feel, especially with our situation in our country, we need to be more entrepreneurial in terms of varsity studies. We need to teach our young people to be entrepreneurs. And I think also, you know, um, working with young people, I, I feel our young people have a level of entitlement. Like, I'm deserving of this. I'm deserving of a job. I'm deser- Now we need to start teaching our young people, start your own. You know, try and start something that you absolutely love. And instead of going out there and complaining about the unemployment issue in our country, be part of the solution and say, I'm going to start my own company and I want to help in that area. And Mm -hmm. I want to employ so many people in my company. So in terms of that, I really feel there's a huge gap. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to female representation, particularly Mm. in this space, what are your (laughs) views around that? (laughs) I think we still have a long way to go. I think we really have a long way to go. I mean, I, I I will take, for example, just, you know, being Miss South Africa. You become Miss South Africa and you work with so many organizations in your year. For example, the sponsors, people who are part of your lives. And most of them, the top positions, it is white males, you know. Um, and for me, it's such a huge problem. I feel we we'll still have such a long way to go in terms of getting our females in the right positions. And it doesn't mean we're incapable. We are, most mm-hmm. definitely. I just feel, you know, I think, you know, people are still not really that open to change. We talk about it and we say, yes, transformation, this and that. But yeah, it's it's really, you know, for me personally, I just feel like it's 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 happening at a very slow pace. Now, what would you say to a young entrepreneur who wants to make the jump 
without the, the experience and without uh, financial backing, which is some of the, the, the mm. issues that come mm. up when you speak to entrepreneurs who want to leave their jobs and start mm. something of their own. Would you say the monetary value or the monetary start is important there? I think it's very, very important. But what I would say is, firstly, there's a lot of institutions and organizations in the country that are actually there to assist young people. They just don't make a lot of noise about it in terms of these companies or these organizations don't say, hey, we are actually here. We can actually assist you. So I think the first thing you need to do is obviously make a lot of research. I personally would say I really struggled when I opened my company while I was still a student uh, because I didn't have the capital to to do a lot of things. So what did I do? I was giving modeling, acting and uh, public speaking lessons, you know, and what I did was I went to my varsity and I said, I need this arts room. I need to use it so I can start generating income for myself and I'll pay a certain, man- a certain amount, you know, but what I'm saying is it took my title for me to to have all these other opportunities, you know, open to me. But not every single girl is going to be a Miss South Africa, mm-hmm. you know. And so what you need to do is... Um, I would I would advise you have a job, have a full-time job. Because what people don't know is that even after Miss South Africa, I went and I worked for a mining company. I made sure that I had an income every day while I was still working mm-hmm. on my other company so they can start generating money and I can start having that income. And I think a lot of young people, we become so hasty in making that decision. We leave our jobs. You know, we just want to leave. You're miserable yeah. and you just want to start your own thing. No, 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 no. My advice would be continue working. So you do actually have that certain amount of money that takes care of your monthly expenses mm. while you're working on, on something else. I mean, that's how you can actually get rich. That's how you should do it. You know, do not leave your full-time job and, and then just focus because it's a long, it's, 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 it's extremely hard. Mm. It's really, really hard, especially when it comes to the capital because you actually, for every single business, we all know you actually need a certain amount of money to start a company. Yeah. So I would say have your full-time job and and work work through the night if you have to you know um i've worked you know like i'm saying when i worked for for a mining company i worked for a very very you know wealthy person and um I would get an email at three o'clock, you know, I would only see it in the morning when I wake up. And I promise you, people who work hard, you know, are not um, necessarily still trying to get there. Mm. You know, some of the wealthiest people in the country or in the world, they really work hard. They don't sleep all the rest of us are sleeping. So I would say stick to your job. And, you know, if you have to work through the night to start your own thing and make sure it's sustainable and can give you a proper income, then do so. That's exactly what what I did mm. as soon as I knew I now I have a few contracts you know uh, for production now I have a few contracts for events then I was like okay fine Bokang. now you will have your proper income that you actually like from your own company so it's fine because mm. that's very important any challenges in this journey of course there's been a lot <laughs> I think the first thing is you know um, I think the the biggest advantage for me also becomes uh, you know my my, the biggest challenge for me when you're a beauty queen people don't really want to take you that seriously mm-hmm. and so it's it's one of those things of you you need to try as much as you can so you use your title uh, to get you that specific meeting but when you get mm-hmm. in there people are of course waiting with that mm, 
let's see if she does actually have brains. Mm. So it becomes such a challenge, but it's 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 great, you know, because if you can, you're good with the presentation part and you've got the brains, then it's not so much of, of a challenge. But it's always just the transition from being a beauty queen to a businesswoman, you know. It's yeah. always, uh, you always have to, to work extra harder than most people to prove a point to say, hey, I'm actually here, take me seriously, this is actually what I want. But if you're smart enough, you can always do that while you're still in South Africa. Africa, so people get to know you and know what you stand for mm. because immediately after that then people start saying we want to work with you now you know Sun International doesn't own you anymore we want to work with you because we saw this and that in your in your year but I mean aside from that it's just you know it's just the simple stuff like getting certain deals and what I would say to anyone is um, it's not easy you're not going to get everything that you want uh, but it's okay you know a few doors will probably be shut in your face but that's okay you know it's part of life and you just carry yourself and you know get yourself up and you go on for the next deal mm. yeah now let's talk about developing your own hair brand I was yeah. quite excited when I heard about this <laughs> tell us about the brand and we, you spoke about uh, briefly about how you got to developing mm. your own brand mm. I want us to talk about how you got to this point and why? Um, I think, like I said, um, I just saw a huge gap. And, um, you know, you we buy this hair from people where we, all we have in terms of contact with them is a telephone number. Mm. So they give you hair that looks nice and after a week the hair is all tangled up and horrible and you can't even call them back and say but now the hair is not so great blah 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 yeah. so I think for me I wanted to give people that security to say um, here's a hair brand that you can relate to it's you know um, from a South African person uh, mm-hmm. somebody that you know and should you have a problem with it if you don't like something about it you can always bring it back you know exactly where to find me mm. and I think people find a level of security you know and the other reason as well what I also realize is that um, very often you'd have to go and buy your hair somewhere and then but you go and do your hair somewhere else yeah so I realized that a lot of salons don't have proper hair suppliers mm-hmm. so I thought to myself great now people are busy going to buy hair from people's boots uh, and so uh, I want them when they go to that salon to find the hair there mm-hmm. and so for me it worked very well because the other thing as well is if a person is a regular at a specific salon and my hair is there they're going to use it mm-hmm. if a person walks in like for example now I say to you I know you'll find my hair at Midori salon in Santon when you go there you go there for the hair but you're going to end up doing your hair in the very same salon anyway mm-hmm. so it works well as well for the salons that I you know I'm in partnership with and I think what also people loved um in terms of the salon owners it was just you know the media mileage in terms of social media that they get from me as well to say you can find my hair here and there blah 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 and so people obviously go there but for me like i'm saying i just saw a gap in the industry and i just thought you know it's it's ours Mm -hmm. to take we need to take control of this this issue it's uh, seemingly competition is picking up in the yeah. hair business. Yeah. How are you responding to that? And how have people responded to no, your brand? Particularly? I think it's, you know what, there's always competition. Mm. There's always competition, but it's just about you keeping up with the new trends. Yeah. You know, what's in, you know, I mean, now people want the hair with uh, two colors, blue, black and blue. <laughs> and, and that's what's in. And yeah. I have to make sure that I actually supply that. I have to make sure I say to the suppliers, listen, guys, this is what we need. And these are the colors we 
want, this is what's in demand. Mm. So I think when it comes to that, it's just part of the journey. It's part of business. There's always competition. <laughs> there's always new trends and you just need to keep up with it. Yeah. And yeah, you can't stick to the, you know, all tried and tested. Not if you want to be, you know, successful in your business. So mm. I think for me, that's exactly what I've been doing. I've just been pushing, pushing, pushing when I can say, oh, this is in. People now are asking for more curly hair because it's this and that. When it's summer, they want curly hair. Mm. When it's winter, you know, those kind of stuff. And then you're like, okay, no, it's cool. That's what people want. You give them what they want. And the costing. Yeah. I understand this uh, This is quite a costly <laughs> exercise for women. and uh, It is. I've always asked myself that, is it because the merchandise that you as, uh, as an outlet are buying, it's mm-hmm. expensive to outsource it. It's expensive to buy it. And therefore, it is expensive on the retail market. How does that work? You know what? It is expensive, firstly, to order it and then to ship it and then it's customs and then again is the packaging, Mm -hmm. you know. And one thing I can tell you, though, is that uh, as much as it might be, because now with me, uh, it's not just 100% human hair only. I also have your uh, synthetic Synthetic. one. And for me, the reason why I did that is because I want every single person from all different levels of life to be able to afford the hair. Mm. Do you understand what mm. I'm saying? And one thing I can tell you, which is the honest truth, even from the time when we were kids, you should know. You know when it's month end, mama mm. is going to take you to a salon. You're yeah. going to get your hair relaxed. Why? <laughs> I promise you. And, <laughs> you know, I, I promise you, women always have a budget mm. for hair. It's like, it's your crown. Do you understand? Okay. And, and the funny thing <laughs> is, you know, everything that I always do, uh, you know, like I said with the fe- uh, women's seminars, it's always to make people feel good. And funny thing is hair does make women feel good. Mm. If you're having a bad hair day, I promise you, you feel so horrible at work. You don't even want to wake up because your hair doesn't look so good. Yeah. And so for me, it's, 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 it's just everything, you know, incorporating everything into my main message. Feel yeah. good. Feel good as a woman. And so, yeah. I like that. Lastly, <laughs> where to for Miss Bokang Munjan? Where to? I mean, now that I'm a mom, I am enjoying every single moment of it. Hey, and it is just the greatest blessing. I think um, it changes everything. It changes the way you see things. It's, mm-hmm. it, the way you just view the world. It really changes. I think for the past years, it's been about Bokang, 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 me accomplishing what I want. All for me, 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 me. Yeah. And now this little human being is here and my whole world has just changed. You know, and um, hopefully I'll see you guys soon because there's two new projects that I'm launching. Uh, they're exciting. really big uh, mm-hmm. for me personally. And they're all have to do with in relation to to being a parent as well you know um so yeah it's quite exciting i wish i could just say it now because i'm just (laughs) too excited about it but where to from here there are two amazing projects that i'll be launching and yeah so i'm quite excited about it and i think for me i've always wanted to do them but now the greater urge just you know came as soon as i became a mom Mm. and it was like yeah now it's time i always wanted to do this but now this is the right time we look forward to having you back. Thank you. <laughs> that was former Miss South Africa, Bogang Munjani, talking about her business and entrepreneurial journey in this week's SME feature.